Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're going to talk about using the thrift store as a resource for sewing and making materials. Yes. Um, I don't think we need to talk about like buying a sewing machine at a thrift store because we've done an episode on like using yeah. machines. And, and I know? mean, I think y'all know, be- yeah, you have to be cautious. Sure. There's, I mean, you know, if it's $15... And it doesn't work. Maybe that's not the end of the world. You know. Yeah, but it, you know. Right. Right. But if it's fifteen dollars, right. you got to pay hundred to get it well, serviced. Well, and it I think work. the other no. thing is you understand that they don't understand the equipment. Oh yeah. Well, we've had people yeah. buy embroidery machines, uh-huh. and then they brought them in, but they don't have the embroidery unit they have with them. Integral parts right. missing. Yeah. And a lot of times you cannot replace an embroidery unit. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Right. And, you know, there are also different types of thrift stores Yes, in in the world. Yes. There are, like, consignment stores, right. and then there are places that work on donations. Right. And there are places that, like, kind of work on really nice and, donations. And, well, and, there, and there's pawn shops. <laughs> and there's pawn right. shops, okay? You know, yeah, absolutely. And Zini and I, we love thrifting. Right. Um, in fact, there was a thrift store across the street from the sh- the old shop right. and I had to stop going. She, Mallory got like in this addictive circle for like about three or four months and I'm like, no, you can't gotta, go there every you morning. Stop. Yeah, it you was, can't go there every opened, morning and buy yourself a present. like an hour before right. the shop so I'd like get to the shop earlier than that. Work a little bit. No, like, not that, stop not by the that we didn't store. find some neat stuff there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Or are you? And I think the other thing you have to be aware of of is buying something because it costs two dollars it me. doesn't mean you need it okay it doesn't mean you have room for people it people are like go to the thrift store to save money right but that is not what it would happen to me right if i had let's say i have two hundred dollars right i could spend the two hundred dollars anywhere <laughs> that's right that's that, right that is my now i've i've actually sort of been working on that and a few of my a few of our sewing people are in the budgeting groups i'm in right and so, so anyway 
yes, you know, be, beware that you're not just buying, especially for those of you who have limited space, and everyone has a limit to right. their space in some well, form or another. you can another. also buy so much that you don't know what you have anymore. Yeah, absolutely. That could happen, too. You know what I did? I never got to teach this class, but they they had all these books, you know, for sale, right, of course. Right. And I bought cool-looking books. Right. And... I was planning on teaching a like make your own book purse class, right. but never got around to well, it. You made a book sewing kit too. I did, yeah. I did, and there's a blog up about that, and that that was satisfying to me. But yeah, right. just know know thyself, okay, and know if if this is a healthy thing for you to do or not. And we're gonna talk a little bit about our own experiences and some things that are like a really good maybe that we think are a really good idea to buy at thrift stores and right. other things that you might want to, you know, take a second look at. Um, one thing that pops into my brain is scavenging for buttons. Buttons. Which means they don't have a bin of buttons. Right. But they have blouses and shirts and, and, and garments that have buttons on them. Yes. So... It may be well worth it to you to spend five, ten dollars on something to get a whole set of buttons. Shoot, or two dollars and you get a whole set of buttons. Well, you I'm know. just saying yeah. up to that, but you know, I mean something could be that expensive. Absolutely. You know? Um no or or the beads. Like right. kind of like buying a garment mm-hmm. for the beads, mm-hmm. uh, or for some type of embellishment on it. Right. I remember I've mentioned this before, it was really hard for us to get stretch lace in town Yeah. Here. Yeah. This is a long time ago. Right. And but actually I would say our stretch lace isn't that the selection isn't that great right now. You well, know, you um, don't get to walk up and feel it. I think you can order a no, lot yeah, of it. No, yeah, that's what I mean, like in right, town. Uh-huh. Right. And I bought a bunch of these, they were like stretch lace bomber jackets right. on sale. This was not at a thrift store, it was at a department store. Right. And they had also had big separating zippers yes. in them. So I was actually like getting Sewing supplies, right? You know, I mean, you can you can come upon a rhinestone zipper or something yeah. like that, which you know those are twenty, twenty five, thirty dollars uh, retail, and you know exactly you you do want to look and see how much wear and tear is on them, mm-hmm. and this is on anything or how difficult they are to get out of the garment. That's right. No. You know, if they're really really difficult, you you might do something to the integrity of it. You know, yes. taking it out. I have had uh, a few people who used to do custom work and actually. I'm fixing a sleeping bag for a very close, dear friend of mine. They've gone and they have found the appropriate size zipper Uh that is still functional. Right. That could go on. Oh, they went like to a thrift store? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, Uh I found this. I found this and I can, you know, use it here and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, um, you know, that can be useful if you find some type of, like, element of a garment that is useful to you um that you can reuse on another garment that can be helpful and we also do this with clothes that we are going to get rid of right we'll take the zipper out Mm -hmm. or then we'll use the garment like for a rag or something right you know uh, yeah i you know if i have something that's got a fantastic zipper in it that's not worn and i'm good yes i will take it out or buttons whatever i used to be really big even on jean zippers because of course i used to actually i used to totally peel like 
take jeans and deconstruct them and save the parts of them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we would use then the mm -hmm. pieces for samples and glass right. for people to right. sew on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we were really good about using all of the parts of that, um, of that garment. So buttons, zippers. Mm -hmm. I have even come across detachable collars on coats yep. that I like. That happens. Um, that I, I actually have like a fur collar downstairs mm -hmm. that needs to go on something. And for those <laughs> of you that are not vegan, you can come up on a leather source. Yes. So it can be a leather, you know, here's this huge leather coat. It doesn't fit me. Oh, but because leather, you know, real leather comes in hide pieces mm -hmm. anyway. It never comes in full pieces. But um, I I do have a leather skirt that I bought at a, um, I don't know if it was resale or thrift or what, but I mean, it was one of those types and it was purple leather. And I'm like, I got a purple purse out of this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And like, or even I want to make myself a little card holder right now. Right. Um, and <laughs> I was just touching, actually, right before we recorded this podcast, I was what was I doing? Like brushing a piece of leather we have against my face. Right. And I don't like the color of it. So I think maybe I want to dye it. It can be but dyed. But it's really soft. Yeah. And so I'm like, hmm. Uh, yeah, leather sources. And I know some people who are vegan with like the exception that they will wear thrifted. Because it's already be happened. Yeah. Yes. So I, I mean, I I'm not going to yeah. get into like right. whether that's okay or not but whatever you know <laughs> I'm, I'm not being critical one way yes. or the other i i think anybody now can, maybe yeah, i should bring up before, decide what before to do before we before we break and before we get too far into this there have been some articles written on the ethics of buying clothing at thrift stores uh-huh and the fact that um you know, wealthier people or uh, people of means like like me and you will go in there and buy clothing that could have served people who actually need to buy clothing yeah, at that price. Yeah, you know, I, I, I something have, to consider. I have actually, but I remember being told that once. Yeah. You know, well, that could have been for someone who didn't have any money or or whatever. And I've read articles too, and my conclusion personally mm -hmm. for me is. There's also a plethora of clothes out there. there yeah. There's too many clothes. When, when you hear about the... It didn't uh, used to be that way, but now it is. When you hear about the excessive textile waste in our right. country, I I guess there the numbers are really not... What do I want to say? They're not accurate. And even, Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. Even that number about the clothing industry being the second mo biggest polluter in the mm -hmm. world. Right. The firm that released that stat has come out and said, this was used incorrectly. Uh -huh. This is almost impossible to quantify. Can the clothing industry do better? Right. Of course. Well, we all can do better at but, whatever we're doing. Right. But, like... There are, I'll share the article. The New York Times did a, a piece on it. Right. Um, and so anyway, it's something to keep in mind. Right. You know, maybe you want to make sure that you are doing something to help people in well, need. Well, I think the other thing is, know? is I donate to those places yeah. too. So I, I'm, I'm sort of, when you say recycle, I'm making the circle. Yeah. Not only am I, might be buying from those places, but I'm giving back to those places. Yeah. Or are you, you know, are you doing something now? The funds also raised from those stores. Exactly. A lot of times will go to programs that benefit right. people. Right. Yeah. You know, it depends. It depends on what kind of store sure. it is. You know, there are thrift shops mm -hmm. that are in bit like con there are consignment shops. Yeah. That are in the business of the money. You know, it is funds something. No, no, no. no. Oh. What I'm going to say is. A lot of consignment shops, the money goes back to the donate, you know, the 
Mm. The person's garment, part, mm-hmm. so a percentage goes back to them, and a percentage goes to run that store. Yeah. Now, we have a very high-end thrift store here that's run by... The auxiliary. Yeah, the women's, women's auxiliary. Yeah. auxiliary. You know, and they have very expensive things, including furniture and, right. and, and housewares and things like that. And it goes to children's health funds. Right. So, you know, however expensive that... And and I have found like a Scotta clothing in there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, things there, like yes. that. And you know, and I don't feel like when I'm buying that, I'm taking that away from a person with le- with lesser means. No, than me. so you're yeah, they're giving you value, right? In for and your and I'm not saying that a, that a Scotta garment did not cost fifteen dollars. Right. It just right. didn't cost two thousand. Yes. Yeah. But um, so you know, there's all those things to, to yeah, take so into consideration just as, you, as you shop or right. as you come across these things. Just you know. That's something that you can personally research and make your own decisions on. So I just wanted to bring it up in case someone was going to email. Right. And it. I mean, yeah. those are all things we should think about. Yeah. Um, I, I love it that we can kind of think about our purchases as actual, like, actions that have an impact on our world. Right. I, I think that's right. that's really good. And I'm not perfect. At all, <laughs> well, so, one of one of one of my one of my favorite things about thrift shops, uh, resales, or whatever was costuming too. Oh yeah, especially like shoes or accessories. So I didn't have to make the hat, mm-hmm. or I had a hat to build up on. Yes, or um, you know, that was just always great for me. Yeah, so finding a foundation garment mm-hmm. like. Even something as simple as a T-shirt that right. you could build on. You, you don't mean specifically underwear. No, you no, mean no. like a base yeah. of that costume, right? Yes. So uh, finding a base. Dress. Bridesmaids dresses. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so wonderful for talk about it. stepsisters, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Cinderella's princess. Stepsisters. I'm a princess of all. But I yeah. want to go back to the leather since I, I went off on that uh, tangent about you know sustainability and, right. and your uh, you know purchasing habits. I believe that it was in our group that someone said that they got into like kind of a fight with someone about a big leather coat oh, at a thrift store. Like oh, no. she put it in her cart and walked away from her oh, cart, and, they and someone took it. took it, and it, and they were both. I guess were, that could happen anywhere. They but were whoa. both wanting to, right. to repurpose this garment. Right, like, they both they had were, the same they idea. Both, yes, and they they. So I thought that was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Um, the other thing before we take our break, I, you can kind of test things out with thrifted garments something that i'm wanting to see if i like or not are body suits that have like like that are um you know button-up collared shirts so you're taking a blouse and you're saying attach a a panty panty of some sort Uh uh-huh so i really so you take a ready-made blouse Mm -hmm. and attach a panty yeah so i don't want to like make uh, I don't want to cut a collar. You don't want to put your buttons. time into it. I don't right. want to do all of you that. You just don't want to put your time into and, it. And <laughs> add a panty to it and have made that collar and then be like, you know what? I don't like this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would be like, oh, no, I've cut off this right. shirt. Now, I know that I could, like, add back onto it and stuff, but that's not really what I'm wanting to do, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I just think it's better for me to buy, you know, a button-up shirt that sort of fits me. Sure. Give it a shot. But actually, you know what I did? Um, Our hairdresser gave me a bunch of clothes. And right. that's what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. So you can also do things like that at uh, clothing swaps and stuff. So if you want to experiment with, you know, a style that you're not sure that you will like, um, 
you can you can do that uh, with thrifted clothing too. Okay, let's take a break and let's come back and talk about gross things or things that we personally would not thrift. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, ZD. Wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Okay, what'd you write down there? I just wrote what I thought the title of this episode should be. Oh, well, that's good. I put thrift and resale resourcing. Oh, okay. Maybe it should be resale and thrift resourcing. So that all that. Re- I did re- want to. Re- re- you know, together. I kind of wanted to include like the good, the bad, and the ugly because I. Yeah. I do think that there are things you should think twice about thrifting. Yes. We've we heard from a few people when we used to run the shop. They said, "Oh, I go and buy old sheets." To, like, back a quilt. Yeah. And I'm like, how old are the sheets? <laughs> well, and, you know, you can find sheets still packaged. Yes. Yes. So anything that's, like, still packaged, obviously, I would think it would be, a, a you know, a pretty wise choice. Well, okay, so Carmen was making those dresses. A while back, I mean, maybe like a year or so back, where she was saying, I "Yeah, got, you I mean those this, gorgeous yeah, dresses? I made this from a thrifted sheet." And I'm yeah. like, "Where'd you get these sheets? Because yeah. you are beautiful." No, and oh, like- and <laughs> and and she did say, I know on several of them that they were new and still in the package. They were in the package, yes. so someone donated them without right. opening them, or a store donated right. them, or, or whatever. Right. So that's one thing because they were really they were really pretty. They were, you know, they had a print like a floral yeah, or something. I'm picturing were, like yeah. a black and white floral. Right, I, that's one the one I'm thinking of too. Yeah. 
one too. So there was one that was sort of tropical looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Carmen made these, you know, gorgeous dresses. Well, those were sheets that had obviously a beautiful design on them, but they were in the package. But like, if I spend a bunch of time on a quilt top, yeah, I would really. I mean, because they were piecing the sheets together. Because they weren't as wide. They weren't they as big as they the, needed the anyway. Place, yeah, the sheet's not as big as like your comforter generally. Right. And like, so is it the same color? Well, exactly? but but the, like, the, oh. but the problem with that is if it's a worn yeah. sheet, if it's been used, mm-hmm. okay, it is worn in some place. Also, if it's been used, somebody's naked body's been on it, and I don't know what they've been doing oh. on that sheet. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Carly. So I would have to bring it home. <laughs> And it would go, like, you know, in my washing machine with a large dose of bleach, bleach, okay, and then it would be rinsed, like, four times, you know. I mean, so by the time I finished with it, it'd be threadbare probably anyway. Yeah, so that kind of gives me pause. Carly from the Straight and Curly podcast, they were talking about what they wear when they sleep, and she was like, I feel like if I don't wear underwear to sleep, then, then... Then the bed like becomes my underwear, and I was like, "Oh, that's a really good <laughs> that way to is, put y'all, it." True. No, I, I, I yeah, you know, so whatever, well, whatever and you like I to mean, do. But anyway, I thought that was really funny, and I'm like, I just don't know if I'd buy two like disparate sheets that weren't in the package to like back my quilt. But you know? all I can think of is, I'm assuming, you know, when she was making these quilt tops, the person I know that was making them, yeah. These were all new fabrics she bought. This was, you know, and and and, and and wonderful um, batting and, yeah, and, yeah. and thread yeah. and all, the time cutting all of this. I mean, these weren't simple quilts. These were things that, that had hundreds and hundreds of pieces, you know, put into these blocks. And then she's putting something that I would consider not the same grade. Yeah. I'm, so what I, I you know, I, I, I just, and this it's just isn't, a shock to me. This isn't us being, we're snobs. Okay. Fully admit that. But this isn't us being snobbish here. I think it's more like, have you considered how this will wear on your, on your quilt? Well, over yeah, I, I feel like you just sort of degraded your you, project. You and, don't know if right. that if that fabric, since it is sort of an un, of unknown origin, you don't right. know if it's going to hold up the right. same way. I mean, maybe well, it's a little bit of just, us being stuck, but also, well, well, but you, but no, you still don't know. You still you don't, don't know. know how much fiber is left in it. Absolutely. I mean, you could feel it and guess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean or whatever? But you know, you all have lint traps in your dryer. Every time you wash something, it loses fiber. Oh, and I can see, I, well, I don't know what's wrong with my husband, but like, you know, so we sleep in the same bed and uh, his side of the bed is always like... Greasier. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is going on I know. here? You know? No, <laughs> I think my, no, I think my husband's skin is oilier than mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because like his pillow, I say, think... I, I can tell your head was there, you know, and I have a lot more hair than him. Right. So right. if it was going to be like greasy hair or something, you, so your hair but, is absorbing all your grease. Maybe. No, I just think he's oilier. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but everybody's different. So I would be careful. You that that kind of using the old sheet or using the fabric, sort of. Now, you know, there you are know. people that say, "Oh, I'm going to make a muslin out of an old sheet." Yeah, I I can kind of understand that too, but. Another thing is, if it's been washed and washed and washed, you know, it loses the its body, its yeah, drapes, so too. Really so, all of, I mean, I don't know. What garment are you making yeah. that resembles a worn-out sheet? There you go. And maybe you right. are, you know. Yeah, like I don't mom, know. Right. Mom's really right. Like, our, our advice, this, this advice bears repeating because it gets asked a lot. 
what do you use for muslin fabric? And bottom line, no matter where you buy it or how you buy it or what color it is or whatever, or it needs to be of the same characteristic of your final you garment. Want, right, you want similar fibers, similar yes. weight. Color does not matter usually. Of course, yeah. Well, but I, I guess. But, a, but you know, you, you <laughs> want, I mean, I, I've wound up, Wearing a lot of my, my yes. muslins turned in. I'm thinking so, of actually my swimming suit last year that I made as a muslin. So and it's my favorite one. Yeah, if you're new to sewing and you think, oh, to make muslins, I need muslin, I need woven right. fabric, but then not you start, anymore. Then you start to get into right. knits. You you don't have that. And and I did that when I first started sewing. Almost everything was a woven fabric. Yeah, yeah, a, right. a stable woven fabric. So even if I was going to make a wool. I can think of this wool dress I made uh-huh. it's come into my mind. It was one of the first things I ever made out of wool. And I actually used, my, I think I, well, I think it was a cotton, uh-huh. actually. Because I would do that. I would buy, you know, something that was on, on clearance or something. Right. It might not be muslin fabric mm-hmm. per se, but it would be, you know, a woven like cotton. And, I would also you know, be careful. That's all sort of changed. Yeah, I would also want to circle back to the sheets and the muslin fabric some people say oh look for jersey sheets to make knit muslins be careful those jersey sheets aren't always the type of knit that well, you will be using. and the other thing is is those fibers have believe me have yeah, become askew because they've been pulled and put on beds and, and laundered a and- jersey sheet is stretched out when it is on the bed like it is it is Contor- really right it can become distorted exactly Absolutely. But just like you said so you know and and also jersey sheets don't always contain spandex oh no right? not at all they're knitted they're knitted remember this. i don't think i've never seen a sheet yeah, with so, spandex so remember this right. piece of information that a jersey might be knitted and it might be stretchy but it is not uh elasticated like right. your maybe your final um Leggings or whatever. Would yes, be. Yes. yes. So, so please keep that in mind. Now, if you're going to go like make something out of a thin jersey with no elastane in right. it, or no spandex or whatever, maybe that is appropriate. Right. But just don't, don't, don't let that. Uh, don't let somebody gloss that over. Right. Paint, paint all knits as being compatible with a jersey sheet. It's not true. You know, not not all jerseys are the same. Yeah. Not all spandex um, fabrics are the same. Sure. It's. I mean, I have. I shouldn't talk about this. I have I have too much swimming suit fabric. Okay, I have like all this. Swim you just fabric. whispered that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have all this swimsuit fabric. Okay, but anyway. Um, yes, you do. And it's all different weights. Yes, it's all different. And we recorded this episode on on swimwear stuff. I swear to God, we covered this. And people are really asking about it now. So I yeah, well, it's this time of year, again. people make yep. a lot of swimwear. It's the time of year. Yep. It's the beginning of a season. So, yes, a lot of people are talking about swimwear lining. Mm-hmm. And there have been suggestions to go to the thrift store and purchase something and it become the lining. Yeah. Right? Um, again, it's almost like the quilt. If you're putting the time into it. Right. And you've got a good swimwear fabric, I don't know why you're skimping on the lining. And the lining is, honestly, the lining is almost more important than the outer fabric. Okay, if you if you find a swimsuit, so let's say you found a swimsuit in a thrift store that was, like, brand new and had the tags on it. Oh. Still, like, 
I bet you can't cut out your line. No, you need pieces. to just wear that. Yeah, you need to just wear that. <laughs> now, that is where, okay. Okay, think about can, this. I don't know. Yeah. There's laws in our state that you can't try on a swimsuit without your underwear. There are lots of laws in our state. Yeah, there's anyway, ones, ones we don't on. approve of. But anyway, <laughs> but there are laws in most states that you cannot try on a swimming suit without without your underwear on and or they have um, a paper liner. hygienic liner in it that if it's not in there, the store cannot sell it to you. Right. Okay. So why would I go to a thrift store <laughs> where I don't know? Whose booty's been wrapped in what, right? I, a- and then, I mean, talk about Clorox. I mean, some people might be okay with it. I I, I might. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. Well, don't tell me about okay, it. I might if you more, do that, I don't want to know. Okay, I might be more inclined to buy a swimsuit versus underwear, and that makes no sense. Why does no, why not do I have this Well, the other difference? thing about buying a swimsuit that's been worn and used and, yeah. or, okay, is it's been in chlorine and it's been in something. If it, if nobody even got it wet while it was on their body, it's been sweated in. I can guarantee. Yeah, you. a swimsuit is is uh, something that really benefits from being cared for well, and you just yep. can't know right if it's right. been cared for. So I just be hesitant or no. Yeah, know I, what you're I just into, I right? just think this might be like a ZD rule. I swear I'm going to write this book of rules or whatever. Is don't compromise. On something that you have put time in and go, oh, it's just the lining. Yeah. Okay. The line, if you are lining something, it is just as important as the outer fabric, as the fabric that shows. In fact, a lot of times it's more important because it is going to be supportive and it's going to be up next to your body. For instance, we have made swimming suits out of fabrics that we did not feel were beefy enough Mm -hmm. to be swim fabric, but we lined it with a fabric that beefed it, right? Yep, yep. That, that, you know, made it. I've made swimsuits out of, like, ITY knit yep. that I knew would let go of water easily, but that was far too thin to right. wear straight over And it over wouldn't hold its own shape by right. itself, or it would be, you know, you'd be able to see through it. All of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the lining that I put in a swimming suit is as good or better as the, the outer the fabric. Outside. Yes. Yeah. So if you're if you're thrifting for this type of thing, just be careful. But my even other than like the quality or the hygiene or anything like right. that, I just thought, how do you find the swimsuit that has enough surface area that you could then cut out? Yeah, I have like, no idea. I mean, I could see maybe for like cups. I on guess something. if you got a size like four X swimsuit and you were making and it you were for making your an, infant, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah I, I, it'd have to be like a really big suit. And well, then the, yeah, the, the big other thing, the sizes. other, the other thing is, is probably the first time you wear a swimsuit, whether you get it wet or whatever. And like I said, you know, body oils get on it, perspiration, mm-hmm. all of this. You have started to basically attack the integrity of the fabric mm-hmm. all those things that happen with a swimsuit break it down yeah a swimsuit you know actually needs to be more durable than most garments and then you when you make a swimsuit the way you preserve it is right. by rinsing it right away always yeah. rinse it even if you have just worn it and you didn't get in the pool or yep. you didn't get in a hot tub or, or oh you know it was really clear it was just water in the back tub uh back uh pool with my kids and it was just out of the hose so there weren't really any no your body oils and whatever mm-hmm. 
get on that, and that is what breaks it down. Even deodorant will break down. Perfumes break down fabric. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you need to rinse. Okay, well, let's let's move on from the swim. Is that enough? Uh, yeah. Did, okay. did, uh, did we get across Does everybody get opinion? it? Okay, <laughs> and everybody needs to know I've never used anything labeled swim lining. I have used fabric that, you know, spandex fabric. Yeah, it does not have to be called, yeah, swim yeah. lining. So uh, I actually have found... A pro- this is where I found some lining fabrics, some knit lining fabrics, is in like the slip, uh, buying a slip mm-hmm. that is made of trico or that is made of some kind of stretchy, you know, what do I want to say, slick, but uh-huh. s- but sturdy knit. I have right. found that at a thrift store before. So, yeah, while I would never wear thrifted undies that weren't like in a package. I have bought thrifted like slips, slips and lingerie and things lingerie like that. Gowns. I want to say something about the trico. Um a lot of people do like swimming suits with trico and everything. I find it to lose its shape when it gets wet. Yeah, I don't I like I a, mean and it's a very common but even in ready to wear it's kind of can be a common lining. Yeah, not my favorite. I don't favorite like either. it that much. Okay, yeah. I have I and I'll tell you what I've done I had to do many times for people. They will bring me their swimsuits, the bottoms yeah. and at the cheek of the butt, the linings. The lining droops. Out. Yes, and I you have to, you know, take it up because mm-hmm. it starts to like stretch and the other fabric cuz Trico doesn't recover. Right. And I know because I hang on Trico. Right. Yes. I know. It doesn't recover, and it loses its stretch. Uh, the other thing in the lingerie area is bra hardware. Uh-huh. Okay? It actually, I was going to bring that up. Hardware anywhere. Hardware Hard- anywhere. Hardware off of a purse. And, you know, we talked about buttons, but there's also, like, things like little latches and hooks yeah. and, you know, all of those things. Buckles. Um, I'm trying to, you know. Even decorative things like that are on shoes. Yes. You can look on shoes and find something that maybe you want to put on another pair of shoes yeah, or, or whatever. Um, the other thing is sewing tools at a thrift store. Mm-hmm. There are things we bring. I try to bring up. If ever we bring up a sewing tool that I'm like, this would last forever. Right. Um, and I think I've, I think we did a whole podcast on that. We did. You, you might find sewing tools at a thrift store. And your seam ripper is not one that's going to last forever. Not a seam ripper without a replaceable blade. That's right. So that's why I like that. That, that surgical yes. one, right? You know, Seam rippers dull everybody. Yes, yes they do. Um, so things like a thread lift or even like an awl uh-huh. um, or something that you know can be sharpened right. like that. Uh, those are things to keep an eye out for. And you have to I, look. We, we've seen Taylor's hams. We've seen uh, yeah. you know, things you like that. You have to look pressing all over tools. the thrift store. Because they don't know things. what they are. They, yep, they don't know what they are a lot of the time. They may not have like a sewing section. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you see a sewing machine in a thrift store, but you don't see anything like around it or something. It doesn't hurt to open up maybe a cabinet That's that right. it's in or something. There could be things in there. Right. Uh, there could also be. You could ask the the person working at thrift store. Did anything else come in with this? Okay, because there could be because it's in the back and they don't know what it yes, is. Yes, there could be a box of tools, you know, mm-hmm. or there there could be something. So always ask for that. So you know, we're I'm not a huge fan of like you know, buying a thrifted machine unless you really know what you're doing. Yeah. But people have found dress forms. Yes. Dress forms. Um, I'm just trying to think of, you know, other things, you know, in that vein. Right. Uh, now, I think the one thing about buying things like fabric and soft things is 
they hold odors. Yeah. They hold the, so you have to think about, can you clean this when you get it home? Yes, uh, you know, other it. than a hard surface, surface. So depending on how much it costs or if you think you could, like dress forms, you know, if it, if it smells, it may not come out. Yeah, depending on. Now, if it, if it costs $4. <laughs> give it a shot. Maybe yeah. you want to take it home and just <laughs> soak that baby with vodka and put it out in the sun and see what happens. See what I don't happens. know. Uh, be careful also not to buy too many sewing desks and think that you're going to refinish and paint them yeah. all. Oh, yeah. Do you get too many of those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. Yeah, uh, it, it happens. It can happen. It can happen. Uh, but you can sometimes find a very sturdy table that was oh, meant yeah. for sewing. Uh-huh. You know that could that could come right. with maybe a machine that's not useful, but it's you know it's got that. Right. You can also find machine cases mm-hmm. at yes. the thrift store that might fit your machine, even if it wasn't originally yeah. meant for your. And machine. I would caution people with things like needles. I would sh- I would caution you with anything that needs a sharp edge. Yeah, scissors, needles. Like, you know, if these things are old and they have, you know, in any way like rusted or, and, yeah. you know, you can't always see that, sometimes they're, they're not going to be any good. Right, right. So, and always the cost-benefit analysis here, right? That's it. So, how expensive is it mm-hmm. and then how much time will it take for you to explore the usefulness of right. the object? Well, and for instance, that dress form, I brought it home, I soaked it with vodka, I put it in the sun and it just fell apart. <laughs> but I now have the stand True. to make if I want to do my own body your, double. Your own right? thing, yeah. So, you know, you, you know, was the stand worth the 4 or $5 I right. spent? Well, it probably was. Yes. Yeah. Or did it fall apart? Now you have to figure out how to get rid of it. Yeah, You're that not happens happy. too. You're yeah. not, you know, whatever. Okay. So, yeah, keep that in mind. Soft things. Okay. I would smell it. If it smells, you know, slightly musty or something, or you're looking at yardage. I would try to unfold the yardage. Oh, yeah. We've even gotten yardage from, like, a relative before where it's like, oh, this is gorgeous. But we unrolled it and there were holes. Which means in... there was a varmint in there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that ate on it, which means there's varmint pee in there, too. Yes. If you don't find the poop, the pee's in there, I can guarantee you. Yes. And, uh... So it can make it unusable. It can make it unhygienic. Right. You know all that jazz. You know, but if it just has the light, the, I don't know if if this is like common thrift store practice, but I smell Febreze when I go in there. I well, feel like they just Febreze there, everything. I used to go to um, this resale shop in in St. Louis, and I don't know what they put on it. Yeah. But it had that smell, which meant it had been through their process. Uh And I think it was like a dry cleaning fluid. Yeah. You know, and as soon as I would get it home, I would wash it. In fact, anything I bought there, if it said dry clean, I made sure that I could actually wash it too. Right, right. So that you could get that Or, you know, that it wasn't so expensive that if I washed it and ruined it, it wasn't the end of the world. Right. So, um... What was it? Oh, but if the fabric only has that smell, maybe you could be like, oh, it's fine. I can wash it. You know, but smoke... That's a yeah. bit of a I think you know. I think they're really good about it nowadays. Like That's a lot true. of times, they don't even put those things on the floor anymore. I or think. they won't accept them. Right? And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you are donating clothing, I've seen a few pieces of what I don't. I don't know if it's misinformation, but you need to check with the organization. Some organizations will take damaged clothing. Yes. Like they will want that jacket that you took the zipper out of. Right. That maybe just isn't fashionable anymore or that is you know what for whatever right. reason you're getting rid of it. But some won't. Right. So check because I've seen things that are like 
don't just throw away damaged clothing. This organization will take it. And then I've seen things that are like, do not donate damaged right. clothing. So you need And, you and some need places check. won't take undergarments and swimming yes, suits, things right. like that. Now, or, um, now, there is also another option if you would like to donate. It is your pet... Uh, rescues Mm -hmm. they like sheets they like comforters they like towels they like anything that they can make bedding out of Mm -hmm. um here at one of our rescues um they take those things right and they have like a formula like most dog bed they've got like three size dog beds like Mm -hmm. small medium and and large and you know whatever it is you know they make some of them that are two foot by three foot or whatever and they they keep those and they love towels yeah you know they love old towels so a towel that might have bleach spots on or something they don't care well they're happy you, you know you can be your own textile uh recycling plant and you can cut your stuff up right and use it to stuff pillows that's true like we made all those poofs a while back Mm -hmm. that were these you know hexagonal like ottomans and i put whatever the heck i could in there i have stuffed things with serger scraps yeah yeah absolutely you know you can put maybe you want to like kind of start with polyfill or around the outside or you know stuff like that or the Um, corners sometimes you put the polyfill like in the corners and fill the rest of it with something else yeah then it's like oh my gosh look at all these fabric scraps and then you're stuffing it in there and you're using it in a dog bed and if it's obviously maybe like a whole shirt doesn't like create the shape or or mold to the form right. so then you just need to get out your rotary cutter and go slash 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 yeah, you can slash get it. out some anger yeah. and you know uh you've you've maybe preserved a part of that garment that you want to use later uh but then you also are reusing it and that's kind of one of your best policies in sort of being sustainable is like reusing right um you know the fabric production process can, uh, it, you know, can pollute. It can cost resources, da-da-da-da-da, all that jazz. I mean... I always think that everything takes water to make. Yeah, I swear everything takes you know, water. You know, on another... So going completely right. off the off the track here, okay? I'm off the rails. Okay. Okay? Oh. Toilet paper. Ma- Mallory found a tangent. I'm going off the rails. Mallory. Mallory. A tangent, Mallory? Yes. A tangent? So on the stuff tangent you, toilet paper. On the Stuff You Should Know podcast, they were talking about bidets. Uh-huh. One of the hosts recently had a baby, and then they like got this like diaper washer, uh-huh. but then they also got a bidet, mm-hmm. I, I, is what I'm thinking was going on here, and he was like, oh my God, I just love this thing. Like It's so silly that we right. don't wash our bodies with water. Right. Um, we, we use this like dry you know, toilet paper or whatever, and the other host was like, oh, I wonder if when the water shortage comes, if it's going to be like people with bidets are going to be... <laughs> persecuted because they're using water (laughs) or smelly yeah or whatever but it takes more water to make toilet paper Paper than than to to use water to clean yourself so so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not as uh, straightforward as one might think also well don't get me off on almond milk okay Okay. also the guy um in from the the movie the big short where they talk about the housing crisis Mm -hmm. christian bale's character who like called it um called the housing crisis and everything just so you know, his real life person, all of his investments right now are in water. So apparently that's what we should be doing. All right. <laughs> How's that for a tangent? Was yeah, that a good tangent? That's a good tangent. Everyone, if you're listening in your car, if you're at home, just give me a round of applause. 
I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I will be here next week, too. Okay? All right. So that's our discussion on thrifting. I would love, uh, and when this episode gets posted in the group, I'd like to see the results of your thrifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stina is someone in the group who does a lot of refashioning from thrifting. Right. Which and we almost actually, didn't cover here. I, well, you know, that's yeah. Another and, you know, thing. I was going to say, Hillary was big on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, my oldest daughter was really big on that as a teenager. She loved to go get something and we would, I mean, even if we just altered it, but yeah. she loved thrift store shopping like that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Um, we will be here next week with another episode and you can follow us on Instagram. We're at so here come and you can always email me at Mallory. It's so here.com. I love to hear from you. Uh, take it away, Mom. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh,